Hey guys, it's Tom from the Not A Foodie Podcast. This episode is awesome. This is, I think, my favorite episode yet. Um, On this episode, we talk Korean barbecue and Korean food in general with our friend Jean Lee, who is Genius Eats on Instagram. She's J-E-A-N-I-U-S-E-A-T-S on Instagram. She's got almost 90,000 followers when um, when we recorded this podcast, probably more now. And she is awesome. She is a great ambassador for Korean food, talking about Korean barbecue, talking about different places to go, all the different uh, panchan, all the different sides that you get with Korean barbecue. It really was an awesome episode, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, Please remember to follow her on Instagram and follow us at notafoodiepics, P-I-C-S, on Instagram. And as always, if you like the podcast, please rate us on iTunes and Send us an email if you want to talk to us or anything. Tom at notafoodie.com, Mike at notafoodie.com. And without further ado, I'll let you listen to Gene because you don't want to listen to me ramble on anymore. Foodie, 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 foodie. From the Not A Foodie Studio, which is actually not a studio. Again, we're back at the Astorian in Astoria, New York. Thanks, Astorian, for hosting us. It's the Not A Foodie Podcast. Um, So, I'm Tom. I'm Mike. And today we have a special guest, and we're very, very excited for our guest, our friend, Jean Lee. Jean. Hey guys, how are you? Oh, awesome. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks. It's nice to be here. Thanks for making the trek all the way to Astoria. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So Jean is um, at Genius Eats. J-E-A-N-I-U-S. Yeah. If, if you follow me or Tom or Not A Foodie, there's a chance you already follow at Genius Eats because she has like 90,000 followers. <laughs> uh, almost, not quite. Almost. So, yeah, round sorry, it up. Sure, round it up, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I'll so, take it. Yeah, so Jean is Jean is our our food Instagrammer extraordinaire. She's um she's awesome. So we've had a chance to hang out a, a few times, and mm. we thought that she would make an awesome guest on the podcast um, for a few reasons. Number one, um, and this is something that like I want to talk about like on a whole nother episode. We can devote a whole nother episode to social media and food, which is something that like I come from a social media background. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk about that. But really, what I want to talk about is just food. Like, Jean... Our favorite topic. I know, <laughs> I know. And, and you get to go around to lots of restaurants mm-hmm. all over... That's how all, we met. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's exactly yeah. how we met. So Jean, how, why don't you... Yeah, yeah. give a 30-second. How did you guys meet? Jean yeah. and uh, Brittany, who's hanging out here. Hi, Brittany. Hey, guys. My good friend, yeah. yes. Uh, it was Brittany's birthday, and Jean reached out... Did she? Did you reach out to us, or did we reach out to you? I did reach out to you yeah. guys uh, through um, the PR. Yeah. Yes, or company. through Stephen or through, ja- through Stephen? Jacqueline. Yeah, oh, Jacqueline. So Jacqueline does yeah. our social media. Mm-hmm. So Jean, with her eighty-seven million followers, reached Thousand. out. <laughs> eighty-seven million. Don't tell yourself. Short. <laughs> eighty-seven million would be awesome. She reached out to Sensacon. I was like, "Yo, let me eat here, and I'll give you some real good pictures, and you'll get the following." And uh, Jacqueline was like, "Okay." 
So uh, they came to send, and I manage it, and I'm great at my job, so I was checking up on them. You gave us some wonderful sake, sake recommendations, yeah, and I, I'm a big, yes, sake lover, so. Yeah, so I was just checking up on them, and I was talking about what they do, and uh, Brittany and Tom kind of do the same thing, so I asked if she knew him, and she's like, oh, the name sounds familiar, how do you know him? And then I told them about the podcast, and... Our, our budgeting podcast empire it's that just, we're that we're It's just starting. me telling people that I have a podcast. It's <laughs> me meeting people in the industry and be like, oh, check out my podcast. Well, the other connection also is that we're all from Queens. Yes. yes. And that was a big thing. We all grew up in Queens. Tom and did then, grow up in Queens. Yep. And I, you're did, actually I did not. I did not. I moved to Queens. But, but he did, did, right, the, he did yeah, the next right. best but thing. But you are my neighbor now. Yes. Like and yeah. he's raising his children in Queens. Right. So it's I a great am, place to raise kids. Yes. And the point of having kids is giving them what you couldn't have. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we're all Queens natives, yes. and we're all food lovers, yes. which is... And a, that's how know. it came about. We just couldn't stop. We kept going from one topic to another, and obviously, you know, we're very passionate about food and drink and, and dining in New York, so that's how it all came to be. Yeah, it's, uh, so we decided to get together a few weeks ago for for a couple glasses of wine just to talk and see what we had in we, common. We tried to get together for espresso. Well, yeah, we were going to get well, together quickly, for espresso. It quickly turned into... <laughs> Drinks <laughs> <laughs> quickly turn into wine. A full well, afternoon, and it started <laughs> the with like of Italy. yeah. Yes. <laughs> it started to like get let, let's get together for like a little bit. We'll have an espresso, and it turned into you know a forty-five minute meeting turned into like four hours yep. of sitting around and drinking wine, which was Poor delightful. Mike had to leave for work. I, yes, Mike. He didn't want. He was feeling I major FOMO. Tom <laughs> and I said, "How did it go?" Like two hours after I left, and he said, "Oh, we're, we're still, still here." here. <laughs> <laughs> And, and here we I, are again. <laughs> I am always up for drinking wine on a like Tuesday afternoon. But what kept me there was the conversation. The convers- like we just kept talking and talking and talking and it's fun to like food is something that brings people together. Literally. Like it's just something <laughs> the that best like, people together. When you're so passionate about food, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can have those conversations with people who are also passionate about food and like we're passionate about different things like mm-hmm. I, I and what well, that's like, good that's great that's uh, and that's what's awesome about food and one of the things that um really sort of struck me talking to eugene was um mm-hmm. we were talking about um different types of food and you were talking about korean barbecue yes and i was like i i was i said to you i said i'm ashamed because i love korean barbecue so much but i don't eat enough of it and it's almost because i'm intimidated like I, mm-hmm. I want to make sure I go to like a really good Korean barbecue restaurant and everything like it's that. It's almost how I was with Indian food for a long time. Yeah, you, you just want to make sure that you're getting like the right experience and and sure. So I mean, for everyone, you know, every new cuisine that you explore, you know, you want to get the real insider perspective. And, and obviously, I'm Korean American, so of course, I'm in a position to help people. Um, and Korean food is so diverse. You know, so that's really the first thing people think of when you think of Korean food is actually Korean barbecue. But yeah. there's also just so much more. But I love that Korean barbecue is becoming such a sort of like a mainstay for people who really love meat and carnivores, you know. And obviously yeah. that, you know, there's many, many people who, who love the flavors and the diversity of the cuisine and, and, and what you do with it as well and how you pair it with a lot of different types of like panchans and such. So I and so. Panchans, what's what is that? What? Yeah, so okay, so the first thing I get asked all the time is, "What's your favorite Korean restaurant?" And I, and I roll my eyes because I'm like, "Wait a minute, that is the toughest question because they have to be more specific." That's exactly. Specific so I don't know. I have to first gauge, you know, how much 
do they know about Korean cuisine? Mm -hmm. And are they asking specifically about barbecue? So obviously barbecue is the most popular. So that's where I'll start. Do you know the sushi chef at uh, Senna's Korean? I do, and I, I chatted with him. Mm -hmm. Yes, I chatted with him, um, and I, I thanked him for the sushi that he made. Yes, and he's now, and he and I follow each other on Instagram. Left. I and know, he's at, at, I'm dying to go there. Uh, <laughs> well, to be honest, um, my, my, my favorite sushi of all time, Sushi Omakase, was at Netta, mm -hmm. where Chef Nick Lee... Um, had opened, um, yeah. and so you know they moved on to to um, Shuko. So I'm dying to check that out. Total inside New York restaurant talk yeah. right here, right now. Sorry, guys. And you'll find us like digressing, you know, because we get onto a Absolutely. topic and we That's move what on. We do. <laughs> um, but getting back to Korean barbecue, um, one of the first things I say about Korean barbecue that a from a Korean perspective is it's 50% the meat. And the mm -hmm. other 50% is the panchan. Now, the panchan, as you may have seen in photos, are all the wonderful small side dishes that are made of different vegetables, or they could be a soup. That's literally how I describe a steakhouse. It's like, it's, right, you how important those sides like important, are. But exactly. the appetizers and sides together the are just it, as Whatever important. it may be, it's so important because yeah. you have to eat that in concert with the meat by itself, you know, is by itself. You need to have it in concert with all yeah. the other wonderful sides. Right, right. I, well, I guess I can cook a steak at home, right? I can cook a steak and I can season it uh, like with Korean seasoning. And but I'm not going to make all of those little side dishes. Like right. I, my, I've I've attempted to make kimchi, and my kimchi is okay. That's awesome. I but, love that. I love that you actually tried to make kimchi. You know I mean, what? The fermentation is such a big thing. Yeah. Tom's favorite spices. Gochugaru. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of chefs, a lot of cooks I, I love, love cooking with gochugaru. It's slightly less. It's got a little bit less heat than like the Thai um, peppers. It, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit basically more just like it's, it's like a, a Korean deeper. red pepper with like um some they mix they mix it with other seasonings. It's not just the pepper. It's like there's salt in it. There's some other things and in it. It so depends on the right? paste, right? Gochujang, gochujang is the paste, and go. gochugaru is the powder. So mm -hmm. garu means powder. Gochu is chili. Mm -hmm. Gochugaru is chili powder, and gochujang any jang is like the sauce. Is like the paste. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so you'll start to learn a few of the Korean terms, yeah. but you'll start to see them over and over and over again in Korean dishes. I love that. Um, uh, I have you know lots of lots of Facebook friends that I haven't talked to you know in real life in years. So like high school friends and things that are that live all over the country. And recently, I um, one of my Facebook friends posted something. And I forget where she lives, but it's someplace in the Midwest. And she was uh -huh. like, "We're we're looking to try Korean barbecue, and can anyone in our area make recommendations?" And like a dozen people chimed in. And this was in the middle of nowhere, like someplace where you would not find Korean barbecue. And okay. I, I oh, you don't that, think? Yeah, you wouldn't think that. But and and then you know she followed up on her Facebook post, and she was like, "Oh my God, this was the greatest experience that I've had in a long time mm -hmm. eating, and like it was so much fun and." And I feel like that's becoming a more and more popular story um, throughout the U.S. Like Korean barbecue is something that like is it's going mainstream, right? It's something yep. that that people are people from all over the place are, are experiencing. I mean, it's something that's familiar. So everyone's familiar with with steaks, you know, barbecue. I mean, you Sweet know, America is like the nation like of barbecues, right? You right. Know? Um, you're taking that, but you're making it just. A little bit more unique, a little bit more different. You know, they're like the the marinades are made of primarily soy sauce, uh, sesame oil, garlic, and ginger. Mm -hmm. Those are like 
the main ingredients in almost all Korean cooking. And then you would add a few other things, like we tend to use pears to help break down the meat as yes. our sort of like our- Tenderizer. Our, exactly. Um, some people put sake in, some people use orange juice. Yay. I mean, every family has its own like special recipe. Right. Um, but regardless, it's the combination of those things that just, it's just fail proof. I mean, it's just a guaranteed deliciousness. What? A lot of umami and um, just a great way to season meat. So. Like classic steakhouse orders, porterhouse for two, wedge salad, cream spinach, mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. What's a classic Korean barbecue for two? Uh, I would say for sure it's the short ribs. Okay. Yes. Um, people get them in two styles. Either I mean, I personally like the marinade because mm-hmm. you've got much more flavor with the meat. Or some people just like it like a steak. You know, mm-hmm. just sort of on its own. And then you have that in concert with all the other panchans. So then that's where you get a lot of the sort of the variety and flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that for sure. You And usually when you go to a Korean restaurant, it's a minimum order for two. Right. Yeah. So you'll get that. And then that will come with the house panchan. Not every restaurant has their own version oh, of what so those panchans are. You don't even get to choose. It just, no, oh, no. Yeah. That comes yeah. automatically. Okay. Yes. It's on the house, as they say, you know. I mean, you'll have a minimum of five to six, and if not more, of these sort of side dishes, but these is, Korean are, tapas. Are there like one or two that like, if you don't get it, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, well, you will absolutely have kimchi. Okay. Probably yeah. two to three varieties of kimchi. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure I, the Napa cabbage ones yes. that everyone loves. And then the pickles, right? You the, can have like the cucumber, yeah, you cucumbers. can have a daikon, like white radish version. Yeah. Um, you can have a, like a water version. I mean, there's so, depending on the season as well. You will most likely another one that you see a lot of are the um, the spinach. Uh, like you'll a get, kimchi you'll get spinach. To see spinach. Yes. Not yeah. a kimchi, but just sort of spinach um, that's been boiled and you sort of marinate it in sesame oil. That's a oh, very that's popular. like a very Japanese dish. It too. can be Japanese yeah. too. Yeah, like a Korean yeah. Japanese food. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of you know commonalities. Uh, bean sprouts is another popular yeah. side dish. I love bean sprouts in um, soup. But another thing about eating Korean food, and you'll find this in a lot of like East Asian cuisines, whether and what and with East Asian, um, I mean Japanese, Korean, and Chinese, we're the most sort of alike versus Southeast Asian cuisine. You know, um, you'll see that it's all about harmony and a balance of flavors. So you have your meat. You're going to have all your food groups. So you have your rice is sort of like your common neutral base, your carbs, and it's what sort of like cleanses the palate in between the meat, in between the the kimchi. Mm -hmm. You will always have a a stew, a a soup. So you have to have something warm as well as something cold. Um, There's actually a color visual as well when you're having Korean food. That's why you see all these beautiful colors. There's got to be a red, there's got to be a green, there's got to be a white. Oh, I love that. I mean, it's true. And so it's it's multi-sensorial. Yeah. Um, without even, you know, people really presenting it that way, you know. But you've got to have your vegetables. You've got to have a fish. You've got to have a meat. You have to have carbs. You have, you know, it's really well balanced. And that's why it's so healthy. And there's something there for everyone. I, I know oh, and another I point. go. Sorry, okay. go ahead. Yeah. And another point, I remember growing up, um, you know, I used that's to. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. I was yes. going to ask you. So, like, growing well, up, did the, you have this? Yeah, like. Very interesting. So, of course, I mean, you know, I grew up with it and I didn't realize. I mean, it was always good. And my mom happens to be an amazing cook. But it was very interesting. Whose I mean, mom my, isn't? I Whose know. Mom isn't? But my mom is. My, <laughs> <laughs> right? I didn't see that. Did your dad do all the cooking? <laughs> no, no. 
<laughs> I, I don't think my mom could cook before I won't she tell Janet you said that. No, oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so your mom was an amazing cook. Yeah, she's an amazing. So I, she, I really, I'm, I'm very blessed. I feel she helped develop my palate. Um, but it's very interesting when people go to Korean barbecues. You know, they always they. Well, nowadays, people love that you, you get to grill it on the table. That's part of the whole sort mm-hmm. of experience of dining. But I'll tell you, there were times when people would say, well, why would I pay to go to a restaurant and cook the food myself? Right, right. And I said, to, and I, my response to that is, you know, it's, it's really not about that so much as for me personally, whenever I have meat, I love it fresh off the grill. I mean, it's all really about temperature. Right. You wait 10 minutes. I don't care how good that, that porterhouse steak mm-hmm. was at Peter Luger's. I'm sorry. But <laughs> if it's been sitting there for 15 minutes and it gets cold, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's really, and it is. And you'll start to see like the fat. Oh, yeah. And so the whole point is Koreans love to have their meat. They, they know that it's fresh. It's best fresh off the grill. And everyone also has a different preference so, as to how well, long they like to cook it. Here's my so thing, then you though. cook it yourself to your liking. With, with that, with short ribs, mm-hmm. short ribs take you're supposed to really cook them low and slow. Well, mm. no, 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 no. It's so this is what I was going to, I was oh. going to interrupt before. So like what, what's awesome about Korean barbecue is, especially when you're having short ribs, is that they're sliced so thin. So you just sear on either side and that's, that's it. it. That's oh, it. Right. And they're perfectly medium rare on the inside. You don't have to let it, like a traditional like American steak, mm-hmm. you have to rest. high heat, you sear it on either right. side, you let it rest for five minutes before you cut into it so the juices can settle. Like Korean barbecue, everything is sliced really, really thin and it's designed mm-hmm. to be you know, quick seared on either side and then eaten right away. Right. I, I mean, I And I it. do prefer, I actually like cooking it myself. You know, sometimes yeah. it really depends on how good the staff is. And you don't, you know, can't really count on, on them. You know, they're, they're taking care of right. other tables. It's just easy for me. And it's just like being your barbecue, like grill master. You mm-hmm. know, you know how, how the meat should be. You know how you like it. Right. And, um, and everyone should be able to sort of monitor it and, and, and eat it the way they want. One of the things that I, that I really, really loved when we had our conversation is that you said that... Um, Korean food is is like Italian food. Oh and yes, I, I've I, said this analogy. And then yeah. you convinced me. You could like you Wait. you started talking and you convinced me, and I was like, Korean oh my food God, is the yes. new Italian. I'm sorry, and I don't mean that in any way that Italian food is on the outs because it never will be. <laughs> no, we're <laughs> but really I will Italian say not no, no, no. But I will <laughs> say you know let's just let's just you know. Um, yeah, but the program, I mean, I think nowadays we are looking more towards the East. Oh, you there's know? a whole I mean, Asian food revolution. Oh, there's yeah. a whole, I mean, it's just also, just frankly, there are more Asians on this planet. <laughs> yes. Yeah, facts. There are, it's about like <laughs> Asian invasion. I'm, you know, I mean, but I mean that in the best possible way. It's this sort of integration of, you know, all right. these new, you know, China's opened up and we're learning about all the different regional cuisines there. Um, I love that people are really curious about Korean cuisine. And yeah, I've noticed a lot of similarities because personally, I've worked with Italian restaurant families, it, and mm-hmm. namely the Macchiani's, whom I love and are dear to my heart. And the, of uh, the famed Le Cirque Le Cirque, family, yeah. yes. And so I worked there. I started. I was their first in-house PR and social media oh. manager, which is really how I got my first foot in the hospitality world. And I've just noticed so many similarities. I mean, the fact that they're all. You know, they they Fa- well, family is a huge part. Very big part, Fam- absolutely. Asian culture and Italian culture, family is a huge, 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 part. huge part. Um, obviously, their love and passion for food mm-hmm. 
is ultimate. And then, just like it is with Korean when, families as well. When you break down Italian food, it really just comes down to fresh, high quality ingredients. Mm-hmm. But that, it's mm-hmm. that that's it. And yeah. then well, made with a lot of love. Well, There's yeah. a lot of that right. sort of history. But Cor- Korean and, food's the same thing. As right. like, you're not putting 80 different items into one sauce. Um, right, right. It's not... It, no, you're putting 80 different items on the table. Yeah. <laughs> which right. is much but, like Italian families. Right. <laughs> but, but each thing is very simple. Right, exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. But it yeah. has to be done very well. Yes. Absolutely. Well, and you were talking about also, like, just the terroir. Of, yes. Like, you know, there's... there's Geographically. Terroir. The I mean, even just our geographies are similar. Right. When you look at the map of Italy and you look at the map of Korea, they're both archipelagos and they have, they're surrounded by a body of water mm-hmm. and attached to, you know, the continent. But, um, you know, we've got the mountains and the seas and the oceans and um, also the four seasons. I don't know right. so much, though, but we get, you know, we have four seasons in Korea. So it's just really, it's an interesting, rich, fertile land. Let's just put it that way. Right. Um, and so we're able to do a lot of things, but the winters are very cold and that's how, you know, pickling has become such a big thing because we have to preserve a lot of the food during the cold winter months. Um, there, and that's how fermentation became are, such a, yeah. Are there a lot of, um, like gourds in Korean cuisine? Is that just in my head? You mean squash? Squashes yes, and, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. We yeah. do a lot. Yes, Which we is do. A, a fall and winter thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. No, our, our season, our, our cuisine is very, you know, seasonal. Right. It always has been. I mean, even right down to the salt. I mean, they treat salt like, you know, they have specific types of salt that they use for certain dishes. It's very... Very Italian. Yes. Very... Oh, finishing salt? Okay. I know, I know. And every family, instead of making wine, we make makoli. What? Which is a rice wine. Right, yeah. Yeah, every family has like... I mean, my family didn't... But a lot of families, you know, do make their own. Yeah. And they love to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. What's their hip? They love to womanize and fix soccer matches too because uh, yeah, the Italians kind of, yes, love to do yes, that. Yes, soccer. I would say, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, it's true. <laughs> Mike knows me to know that this doesn't sound weird, but I got really into fermentation a couple of years ago. And I went crazy like looking at Korean recipes because like, I felt like they were just... Uh, uh, people ferment a lot of things, and like there's the sauerkrauts and from Germany mm-hmm. and you know, things like that. But like, I love them I, all too. I, I love looked, all pickles. Yeah, yeah. And when I started looking at like the Korean fermentation, like making the kimchi, making the the cucumbers, the the like little kimchi pickles and things like that, I I fell in love with that stuff. I thought yeah. that was awesome. I mean, I you can pretty much kimchify. You can kimchify anything. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you can you take any vegetable. If you have that process, right? Um, you can kimchiify anything. Yes, is yeah. The soundbite for our episode. <laughs> for this episode, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the soundbite for my life. It's also, you can kimchi anything, and you can parm anything. So that's oh how my. Italians and Koreans are the same. <laughs> Because I'm going to open oh, a restaurant. Funny. What's the most stereotypical dish of culture? $5 anything. <laughs> Can you do it on every food? That's awesome. I mean, although kimchi parm sounds gross, but. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I mean, no, actually, to oh, be wait. honest, that wouldn't be so bad. The, the new, the, the special. that I really love, right? The sushi special that we're running at Sen right now is um, <laughs> snow crab and avocado topped with scallop. And then on top of the scallop, it's melted butter with queso mantecoso. Uh, and, uh. Ginger and a little bit of lime, and then they uh, hit it with the the gun, the fire gun. The fire gun, yeah. So it's torch. a hot 
buttery cheesy sushi there's so much going on and like everyone comes and they're like we weren't sure how to think about it but it's incredible oh so i'm not totally i'm on kimchi parm like yeah yeah because of this this role i'm i'm not counting it out yet i put kimchi i put i'm sorry chili flakes on almost all of my italian that's true that's true i had lasagna and i put pepperoncini it's, on it you're just sort of and missing that very, little funk from right. the kimchi that little fermentation no i love sriracha in his uh sunday sauce i do i, I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. and i've made you. sunday sauce i've made my sunday gravy with gochugaru like just yeah put it in there and yeah. let, it, let it go and i it, well, one it, of my it, clients yeah. you know esther troy of mukbar she makes like a she makes her korean version of like bolognese and she uses i think i don't know if she uses gochugaru or but, but she uses you know a korean Oh, she puts kimchi in it. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, you can do it. I feel like kimchi sure. is one of those um, one of those flavors that if you add it to something and you blend it in, like it will give it that flavor. Yeah, it'll give it something where Depth. people will be like, What's that? Like it's just it's not crushed red pepper. Right. It's a little bit it's deeper. So much more. It's got that sort of umami. And you know, it's and a superfood. It's actually yes. so it's incredibly really good for you. healthy for you. Well, there was a saying that during the SARS outbreak <coughs> in Asia, oh, Koreans yeah. were not affected. Because <laughs> of the kimchi. And they are they, really, I'm not kidding. That was what, I don't know if it's a myth or but they were affected by it and uh, they're convinced that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Well, Mike and I have a running joke that we're going to start a food truck. And it's not really a joke, I guess. I don't know. Oh. Maybe we'll start a food I, truck. I text Tom I, different ideas I have probably <laughs> twice a month. Yeah. For different restaurants. Well, yeah. I'm thinking that kimchi parm is whether or not we make kimchi parm. <laughs> kimchi parm, if you want to jump in on this food truck idea with us. Yeah. I hey. Kimchi well, parm I is know. A good I work, I work with um, with Corilla uh, Barbecue. You oh, know, They were yeah. like the food truck guys for sure. I know Eddie. You know, he's. Yeah. That's awesome. And um, they killed it with the whole Korean Korean grilled cheese. Kimchi <laughs> with um, tacos. Right. Korean tacos were a big thing. That yeah. was a huge thing. The I mean, they tacos, did that about, yeah. gosh, like, That's I don't know, six like years eight ago? years ago? Yeah. Seven years ago. Yeah. yeah. They, did, they did the Great American Chuck Race. Food truck. Or a food truck yeah. Uh, yeah. competition. Yeah. And they're wow. still, they still, they're still, you know, doing well. They've got a place in the East Village. Then they opened up K Bop. KBBQ, which is just like the smaller cup versions of mm-hmm. Korean food. So you get to like pick the different toppings, but instead of it being it's like a, a big QSR? bowl. It's a QSR? It's a quick KB- service restaurant? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Fast casual, yeah. We're going to put in Brooklyn now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the thing about Korean barbecue is when you go, it's a... It's an event. When you're you go, it's hard to oh, go for lunch. I could do kimchi in one of my well, shakshuka toppings. Lunch. You could go for well, lunch. I'm saying I know, but it's, it's a big it's, meal for lunch. I you mean, have to go for an hour. Like it's right, not like you're going right. to get a sandwich. You know? Right. But you can get many other things at a Korean restaurant that are really great for lunch. And to be honest, K Town has the best deals for lunch. I it, agree. I, I don't so know you how to be. I'm not kidding. The amount of food that they give I you. I only for have what the courage to go to K Town when I'm drunk. I don't if have you the go courage lunch, to walk into like, K-Town so You get bibimbap, you also get panchan on top of that. And I swear, it's like $9. But you're yeah. getting everything. But it's the best deal. I need to go I'm with not kidding. you. It's like the best. People don't realize it's so inexpensive. I'm, and they and they literally, it's so cutthroat competitive that they'll bring those prices down. If one place says it's like 50 cents more, like people well, will yeah. It's because they're all well. concentrated, right? They're yeah. all concentrated in like they're three blocks. Block, yeah. yes. Yes. But I just, I don't know what I'm doing. So I just I'm drunk. But overall, in they're all really like, good. Uh, if you like Korean food and you're sort of a novice to Korean food, just yeah. getting accustomed to the flavors. 
Just go um, to 35th Street and yeah, order anything. Yeah, it and 32nd. Really 35th, 35th and Sorry. 32nd are the two yeah. streets. Yeah, yeah. So I like the, 35th better. I haven't it's been, more off really? the beaten path. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been in a while, so I was there. I was drunk. I left, my, I left the club that my friends were at. I was walking to, to Penn Station, maybe? Awesome. And... Um, Oh, Paolo, thank you. Yeah, sorry, we're at the Historian, and Paolo's bringing us uh, You're liquor. amazing, Paolo. Pal- oh, my gosh, I still, I'm still trying to catch up to... Paolo like, and I used to scoop goodness. ice cream together a decade ago. Literally, a decade ago. Can you believe that? We're going we're gonna, to... We're gonna, Paolo, you, you want to be a guest on this podcast for a second? Here, yeah, talk into Mike's microphone. I'll talk into Mike's mic. Talk into so, Mike's uh, mic. Get closer. Get closer. We got, we got some samples over here. <laughs> can, I, can I speak like this? How you does can, that you, sound? You sound a little like perverted, oh, but go sound? ahead. Yeah. So that's a stout. Oh. That's from a single cut. Local oh, stand. single cut. This is a yeah. local brewery. Local um, oh, very brewery. cool. Really. So enjoy. And what is it? It's a smoked stout. It's or? their imperial stout, aged in oak barrels for ten months. Uh, magnetic field. Where is the magnetic field? I believe is the name. I already black. forgot, but that's a Black Sabbath. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're, they're so all of their cool. beers are named after like heavy metal songs. Oh, or, yeah, okay. some rock. rock fact, songs. my dad was on tour with Black Sabbath when I was born. Uh, <laughs> what? Fact, was what? That's insane. Was he was on your, tour for what? Was he a roadie or was he a musician? <laughs> wow. He's a, a tour manager. Oh yeah. wow! Now, really? Now architect. <laughs> wow. 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 Cool. That is really cool. Yeah, it's delicious, right? We're, this is going to be in the director's cut of the episode, by the way. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we have to cut this part out, but no, but that'll be. go well. Well, yeah, with yeah. no, no worries. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, this is delicious. Yeah, yeah. I'll just bring you some beer. You Thank know, you. Local, uh, local Queens beer. <laughs> For a local Queens guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Last time I was at a neighborhood bar, and Paolo's mom and stepdad were there, and I went to the bartender and I bought their drinks. I paid for their tab because they because they raised Paolo so good. All right. <laughs> oh, my parents. Yeah, you're the best. <laughs> you're the best, Paolo. You're no, the you're best. The <laughs> <laughs> no, you. No, you. All right, back to podcasting. <laughs> All right, where were we? What were we talking about? We were talking about oh, 30, 30 second. Oh, yeah. So I have a question for you. Thirty second and thirty fifth. Thirty second and thirty fifth. And this is mm-hmm. getting very hyper local. But like, <sighs> okay. what? 32nd and 35th, what happened to 33rd and 34th? Well, 34th is 34th. Right. But what what about 33rd? I don't know why. It's just not very well established or developed, but it just so happens that there are a lot of very good restaurants on 35th Street. Hmm. So places like Madangse, which is one of my top barbecue places, because I love their panchan. You know, I mean... Overall, the meats are all going to be pretty good. Right. right. It's Any literally how I talk about steakhouses. You know, yeah. but then it comes down to their panchan. And I love Marangse because they have one thing in particular that I absolutely have to have. When this I is have. what I was going to ask you. What is your favorite panchan? And it is um, the egg custards. Oh. Oh, wow. No. It's the steamed egg. But it's not sweet like the Chinese style. <coughs> it's actually made with salted shrimp. Or well, it depends. I mean, everyone makes their own version. Sometimes they don't even put that in. Mm-hmm. It could just be steamed eggs with like scallions. And that's good enough, too. You know, or they, or they use, they all make their own version, but I just love that steamed can egg. Can you order, <laughs> can you order wow. pachang a la carte or no? Uh, if you want, like, like, you always extra. get like refills too, you know. Oh, they, they just refill. give you refills. Always oh. ask, you can always ask. Wow. Like, I am realizing yes. while we're recording I know this that you've nothing never about been to Korean, Korean barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. You've never been to a Korean barbecue? No. Restaurant? Oh, I'm learning so oh, much. Well, we have to go. I know we were supposed to Absolutely. go today, remember? But yeah, we were going to go tonight, but then something came up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, we're we're going to yeah. have to do that. Don't worry. 
I promise Mike, we're gonna take you. we're gonna take you out. We're gonna yes. we're gonna de virginize we you. Well, no. So here here's my whole thing. Yeah, Queens is really here, the best here, ones are in Queens. Here's really? my so, whole thing about oh, ethnic okay. food. I will try anything, anything ever. But I will like going with people that know about it. Sure. So right. I don't waste my money on shit. Yeah. And I yeah. don't like. Yeah. Um, get bamboozled by the server who's just trying to like get their tip average well higher. they see the white guy come in because like yeah like, like yeah. At, at a steakhouse I, if you come in at the place i was at we had a porterhouse for two we had a prime wedge you're a for white two. male you're the steakhouse like yeah that's it. you're not getting bamboozled we, by a steakhouse no, 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 being no. A when white i was male. a server we had a prime wedge for two and then we had a ribeye which could kind of be for two and what was the most expensive the porterhouse for two so that was mm. the only thing i talked about right so like right. that i don't i know how it is i just want to go with someone that can like got, don't like, worry I, we'll go i, I didn't promise. eat indian food till i was like 18 I, I went to high school in jackson heights and i never had someone to like take me to indian food right wow yeah i can't i i did not like, realize that, this going that, into this episode that, that dim sum spot in forest hills that you and uh, kristen go to yeah I went there once and I hated it because it was like not, It was just dumplings. It wasn't anything special. Oh, and then no, you, can, that yeah. you told me, oh no, you have to ask for the other menu. You have to ask for like, the chicken the feet. You have that? to ask like, for yeah. I've had chicken feet. It's uh, so this is one of the things that I've learned, Golden sort of house. traveling the traveling around the world. It's like you always have to have, ask for the like when they ask you if you want it spicy or not. You say like yes, I want it spicy, but not like white guys. I that's what I do when like, I go to like, when I go to yeah, Thai restaurants. I, I say I want it. I, yeah. I, you know what I say? I just tell them I'm Korean. I can handle it. Yes. <laughs> well, so it's a whole different, you know. Anthony spectrum. Bourdain yeah. said, wherever he goes, he whatever country he travels to, he learns how to say, "I want what he's having." Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And, um, so I'm going to Thailand in March, and my friend's girlfriend is Thai. Mm-hmm. So she told me how to say that. That's so awesome. That's yeah. that's what you should do. I yes. have to go walk into a restaurant and messages. see. Yeah, there and there. There's, for example, a Korean Chinese restaurant where really everyone orders the same, pretty much the same five things. It's like the black bean noodles, then you've got the seafood spicy soup noodles, you've got um, sweet and sour pork or sweet and sour chicken. Um, and, the, and you'll see like everyone eating the same thing because the, there are restaurants that just specialize in that particular right. dish. It's the same with Japan, you know, Japanese, you do ramen, just do it really, really well. You do Korean noodles, just Korean Chinese noodles. You just do those dishes really, really well. Um, and you look at what other people are, are having. You look at what the locals are having. Right. That's oh, what you do when nice. you're like traveling. Yes. But if you're even here in New York, we're so lucky that we have the best of everything. Well, so I was going to, and not to get Authentic. super like Authentic local food. New York, but mm-hmm. you know, so we know that for Korean food, we go to Koreatown in Manhattan, but you were saying that there's also some great places in Queens. Because it's the best place. Well, Queens is everything. Queens has everything. There's a very so. large Korean population in, um, in yeah, close to Bayside, mm-hmm. Murray Hill, yes. Flushing. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, where there's a large population of Koreans, you'll find, you know, really good Korean food. Palisades Park also, in Fort Lee. In, in over Jersey. in Jersey, yeah. In New, yes. New Jersey, yeah. Really wow. good. Isn't, it's just, it's what, just out of the way for what's me. What's the Korean, right, uh, is it called Supermart? H-Mart? H-Mart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's one in Fort Lee that's like huge. There, right? there are yeah. in many places. I mean, there's one on 32nd Street. So you can yeah. buy a lot of these products, um, a lot of these ingredients right there. Well, if you guys don't want to make your own kimchi and you want to go buy store-bought kimchi, go ahead. But, I mean, us real... <laughs> Koreans. <laughs> us real white boy want to be Korean. <laughs> make our own kimchi. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Oh my god, the subway is loud here. <laughs> Paolo, why'd you guys build a restaurant right next to the subway? 
<laughs> what is that? We have one restaurant next to the subway, so we need another one next to the subway. So I think uh, I th- I mean I I I love this. I think that um, we the next step in this sort of evolution is to take Mike out and yes. like Mike. I I almost don't even want to eat. I just want to sit you down. <laughs> All of us eat? should sit on one side and just stare uh. at you <laughs> and wa- and like just videotape like you. Yes. <laughs> We, we just want to watch you eat Korean so barbecue. So I've done for the Korean barbecue for my ex's birthday like two years ago, where it was a place where you sit down, you take your shoes off, and you cook the meat. Okay. But I don't remember if they gave us any sides, and I just drank a lot of sake. So Do you I, remember the so name of the restaurant? No. No, it was somewhere in the city. It was in yeah, it was in the city. Was it, it was in, in K Town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was she wanted to go to a place where she could take her shoes off and sit down and eat Asian food. So I found one. Right. Oh, that so sounds. You guys woke up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if say. you go look through, if you I listen to all of our podcasts, it's there's a lot of a lot of reasons. <laughs> well, it sounds sort of racist. I just want to go someplace where I can take my shoes off and eat Asian food. No, because <laughs> they do it like Sex in the City or something. Like that's like. Oh, that's funny. Um, no, but we'll have to definitely take you for yeah. uh, for cream. Food. Yeah, definitely. So, we'll are, go are they open? Out, are they open super late? I went to Izakaya last Friday, and the place didn't close till four. That was awesome. A lot of places in Cape Town. Cape Town is open. Yeah, yeah. Cape Town's open, and then we could like do karaoke. Rick, like Rick <laughs> so we should do well, that. You know, that's why I think a lot of chefs actually. You know, a lot of chefs have taken to Korean food because they don't close. Because a lot of them. <laughs> It's, it was the place where they could go to yeah. after work. And it's spicy. You know, um, and exactly, there are flavors and ingredients that they'd never had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and now everybody knows about Korean food, obviously. I mean, even, you know, Eric Repair had gone to Korea, did a whole spread with right. Bon Appetit and Matt Rodbard. Um, <coughs> and yeah, everyone knows so, about, you know, Bourdain loving, you know, Kangadong Baekjong. Anthony Bourdain said... It's actually said, a chain, by the way. So a really? lot of these chains are doing very well here. So yeah, Baekjong is a big chain in Korea, as is Jungro. Well, I, um, I was just listening to something about that, um, that, you know, when, when they come over here, they are, they don't want to just open one place. They want to replicate the chains that they have yeah over make the money mm-hmm. just, well they, just they see do it's it. doing mm-hmm. very well as yeah. often they do then they just expand so there's a jungle in Flushing there's a jungle in Manhattan although they're like different owners it's sort of like a franchise yeah you know it's more Sh- like a franchise Xi'an yeah. is Chinese right yes it yes. is yes it's Xi'an. northern it's northern it's um from yeah from Xi'an yeah um in China close to where there are a lot more Muslims and they use a lot of cumin and they with a lot, a of, lot lamb. of cumin. In yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I love it too. Yeah, but um, no, it's 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 very exciting, and we've got you know the Olympics coming up. Yeah, in oh, Pyeongchang. Yeah. Just, you guys. Yeah. So do you? Th- so one of the things that um, I've I've read about this like a whole bunch of times. Whenever there is an Olympics, something from that Olympics culture mm-hmm. comes to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So tequila was not popular in the United States until the 1968 Mexico Olympics. And the tequila consortium (coughs) in Mexico, I think it was 68, I think that was the Olympics, the tequila consortium got together and said, we are going to flood all of these Americans with tequila, and then we're going to put an advertising campaign around it, right, right. And something happened similar with, um, what's it, uh, 
Kachaka? Kachaka. Kachaka. Yeah, yeah, from Brazil. Brazil. Sure. Fucking Rome. Yeah, but you know they they so they try every year a new country tries to take some sort of that would be soju. Soju. That would be soju. I love soju and makgeolli. So so explain what those are and explain that so those are Korean liquors. Yes, yes they are. Um, and they're very strong and in fact they're such a big part of also dining um, when you're having spicy Korean food. Soju it's the only time I, I'll, I'll be honest I personally don't like soju very much I find it very strong mm-hmm. um, but it does go so well with super spicy Korean stews. So K-Town <coughs> soju and bibimbap and barbecue. Yeah. The, it's the only thing that can actually balance the super sharp heat well, it, cu- it cuts this, through, yes, right? Yes, really, yeah. and it just—it's—it's it, it's so good together. But I wouldn't drink soju on its own. But many people love soju, and they drink it more like—they drink it like water. I don't know if you're aware, but Koreans are the highest consumers of liquor in the world. The Koreans, it is are directly like correlated to their consumption of soju. Like no, and like, by a very large margin. The Russians are far, far behind. Like second. No, but 40, <laughs> 40 year old Koreans drink like twenty one year old frat boys. Yes, they do. They drink more than twenty one year old frat boys. They hold their they, liquor better than twenty one year old frat boys. Yeah, yes. the women too. <laughs> yes. Yes. The women. That's oh, yeah. well. Actually, it was a problem. I mean, you know, with women it, yeah. entering the workforce and feeling the pressure of having to go out after work. Because it's it's it drinking the drinking culture it just permeates it's such a big part of being Korean and so even after work you have to go and drink, and a lot of the women you know they can't um, some of them are allergic to alcohol or they just don't like to drink they can't they don't have a very high tolerance it's, it became a problem oh oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's changing but overall Koreans really love to drink and they drink a lot <laughs> oh that's the other I, similarity to the Italians I mean they just like to. <laughs> You know, enjoy them. I mean, they're very, yes. like, you know, they're expressive and they like to, you know. I mean, to borrow a phrase from the French, it's the joie de vivre, right? It's the, yes. It's, like, it's just, yeah, la dolce vita. It's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just having fun with your life and not sort of obsessing over the minutia. And, right. Um, well, they're, they're both. <laughs> they are both. They're they very intense. Both. It's yes. a highly competitive. Well, and, and that's because very... they've got the, the Japanese side over there mm-hmm. and they've got, like, it's... Yeah, I, I guess you've got all those crazy cultures that are all sort of colliding. Mm-hmm. Anthony Bourdain said the first time he was in uh, Asia was like seeing color for the first time. In Japan, yeah. No, I just the Asia. first time he went yeah. to seeing Asia. color for the first time. Yeah, I'm, that's why I'm super excited. He said that on the Thailand episode, so I'm very excited to go to Thailand. I will say that the the best trip of my life was my first trip to Asia when it was it was just happened to be Japan, and I've been to other countries and you know in Asia. Um, but my first, my, my, like, most, like, transformational sort of How vacation. How long ago was that? That was, oh, 16, 17 years okay, ago. Okay, yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was... But you've it, never been to Korea. I've never been to Korea. I had, no, I, I almost took the boat to Busan, <laughs> but <laughs> from uh, when I was in Japan, uh-huh. but, um, but I, no, I did not do that. Yeah, no. You have to go. And I think that's what we'll start to see. So since um, we've got the Olympics coming up, I think people will awake. I mean, not that, but yeah, there's a lot of um, 
Korean culture. I think that people will also learn right. to appreciate. Um, K-pop is huge. Oh my god, yeah. K-dramas. I mean, my K- kids know K-pop songs from like dancing to you know video games yes. and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. There are uh, the mukbangs, which are where people are eating in front of like the cameras and oh yes. they've got huge following that's so weird yes that's such a that that no, is such it's a, a little bizarre it, it weird is weird thing but it's something that like i know that like, it's a phenomenon that could be people love that that well, could be our next uh thing our next episode is no no, no, no that could be our overweight italian us, dudes eating in front of the camera our, i don't think growing it's growing our yeah, uh, nah. expanding our portfolio is just us just eating just <laughs> <laughs> But it, yeah, so that is something that... Um, and obviously a bigger appreciation for Korean food. I mean, yeah. beyond Korean barbecue, because everybody knows about Korean barbecue. But one still learn about, I don't know if you're aware, but one of the top vegetarian restaurants in New York has consistently been this Korean restaurant called Hangawi, yes. which, uh, yeah. which offers Korean temple cuisine. So Buddhist monk cuisine. Oh, uses great. a lot of root vegetables. Um, it's super healthy. And this is a place where you walk in and it's all completely zen. You take off your shoes. It's a beautiful, tranquil, zen-like space. And the food is just beautiful and very healthy. Nice. And all vegetarian. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So it's got a, you know, a wide breadth of, of everything. Great. Well, I think I, I'm this so happy. Incredible. I'm so happy that you were able to come onto this podcast. Thank you. This is, this is awesome. Thank I, you for having me, guys. We had so much fun having wine a couple weeks ago and just chatting. And I knew this episode was going to be good, but like this has been awesome. This has been thank like, you. Thanks so for having fun. me, guys. This is and fun. You have to promise us that you're going to come back at some point, and we'll yes, talk about. Yes, like, I would love that. There, there are like a, a plethora Infinite. of topics that yeah, we can talk talking. about. We should so. just carry a microphone when we're out. Yeah, wait, there's an app. I get it. I, I know. There's um, really no. I get. No. I don't know. I get Instagram <laughs> ads about it now, no. where you can just podcast on your phone. Don't you know it. that like me, social media is all about like in the moment now too? Yes. Like it's live. It's completely unfiltered. You yeah. know. That's not um, good. That's not good. For me. <laughs> no, I'm not here. Well, anyway, thank you guys for having me. It's well, fun. thank you for coming and let's go eat. We're gonna go eat somewhere. <laughs> yeah, let's go eat. Let's now go I'm eat. really like starving. So I'm Tom. I'm Mike. And that was Gene. At Genius Eats. J-E-A-N-I-U-S-E-A-T-S. Genius Eats. Give her some more followers because she needs to reach that uh, uh, 10 million mark. 100,000. Also, I'm trying to just reach 1,000. So, like, follow me at Mike Maranti. <laughs> and at Timmy Alley. T-M-I-A-L-E. And, at and not also a at Not A Foodie Picks, P-I-C-S. And that's it. Talk Bye. to you guys soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.